Welcome to Inside a Boat, ladies and gentlemen. How are y'all doing? I'm your host, Dave Jones. It's me. We're back. It's season nine. We're still bringing, like, I had to take a little break, but we are back. We have a lot of great stuff this fall and winter for you. Um, and today, before we get started with our guest, I want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast. It costs you zero dollars. All you have to do is hit the subscribe button or follow or whatever app you're on it's on all streaming sites you can even watch it on youtube so if you're watching on youtube what's up how you doing and yeah it's been it's been a, a great ride so we're getting ready for another season and we have a lot more in store there's just not just this podcast we got some we got there's stuff there's things cooking there's things cooking in the in the world of inside of a boat so anyway um today what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about buying and selling in DuPont and we're going to talk about our guest and then we'll ask her all kinds of things. Now our guest today is a realtor of about eight years and she is a recent recipient of the Margot Wheeler Aspiring Leader Grant from the Washington Association of State of Real or Washington Association of Realtors. I believe that was from the Washington Association of Realtors. Uh, Jenna Ross, how are you doing today? I am doing well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing all right. And I also didn't mention that you are a meal spouse and a mother of two and have dogs and all the other <laughs> I didn't you. mention all those, but yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, how are things going for you? How's this year been for you? Like, give it, give me a quick little rundown of how things are going for you. Yeah, um, <laughs> things are yeah. Things are going well. Um, it's been a it's been a steady, busy year um, with work um, with my with my work on the uh, Tacoma Pierce County uh, Association of Realtors mm -hmm. Board of Directors um, with my work as a Washington Realtor Director, um, and then just with other volunteer work and uh, college visits. Uh, with so it's 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 been busy you're in that season you're in the same you were in similar seasons where yeah. we have a senior in high school and it's kind of like you want to slow down and in, enjoy literally every single day of the year it's kind of weird i've never been here before but now i'm getting it i'm understanding it because like every single day i literally look at i come home and i'm like man this might it's not going to be like this next year even if, even if he's not in school and he's still home it's not going to be like this because he's going to be working or doing whatever and it's just not the same flow the flow is different and so yeah you're going through that too huh yep yep it is very different i mean we have a our oldest is 19 is starting his sophomore year of of college yeah. um, and it's just he, and he commutes because he he goes to evergreen so he he is living at home and commuting, but he's still, I mean, he's a full yeah. adult. So yeah. he works, he, <laughs> he does his own thing. And it is, it's definitely a, a, a different season to be in. For sure. Can you hear me all right? I think you can yeah. hear me. Can everybody hear me all right? I just want to make sure I'm good on the mic. Um, so today we're here to talk about DuPont and DuPont, tell tell us tell the audience a little bit about DuPont. Where is DuPont? What is it like? If if someone has never really been to DuPont before, how do you explain DuPont in in your elevator pitch? Yeah, so DuPont is a town of about a little over ten thousand people, right um, nestled in between JBLM and the Puget Sound, um, mm -hmm. on I five, about halfway between Tacoma and Olympia. 
Okay. So it's a very popular place for people that uh, work on JBLM, um, our military community, and then people people that commute to Tacoma or Olympia and just wanted to be um, somewhere that wasn't you know right in one of the cities. Okay, um, and so it's fairly new, isn't it? Like, is it because there's a lot of new construction in Dupont? It is. It's it's newer. There, uh, there's a there is a small historic village that's been here for a long time, um, but the majority of Dupont uh, was started in 1997. Okay, that and makes sense. Completion was somewhere around uh, 2014 for all of the single family homes. There were a couple townhouses that were built way down on Hoffman Hill um in 2017 2018 2019 but uh most of it was completed in 2014. and and what are the demographics that make up dupont is it mostly just people who are in the military is it most is it just civilian type folks like what's the makeup like as you as you're living and just going to the store and like what type of folks are there yeah so it's it's a Pretty mixed. I mean, there's a heavy military presence here just because we are so close. It's very convenient. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have a lot of retirees as well that retired out of the military and stayed like just what our family did. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we have we have a civilian population that's probably in the 30 to 40 percent of the total population of the town. So um, more than half is is military. um, But there there's quite a few civilians as well. Yeah, no, because it's a really, I, I enjoy it. I like that little, the the little DuPont community, and it's just really cool. Like, I, the, the downtown's cute, like the new down. I don't know, I just I just kind of like all that kind of, st- um, the setup. It, they did a really it, good job. Yeah, it's a it's a planned community. So um, we've got that, the cute little downtown area with, with everything there. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of parks and trails and green spaces yep. uh, spread out throughout the town. Um, and we, but it's still, it's, it's funny cause it's definitely a, a very kind of small town feel and it isn't a big mm-hmm. place. Um, but we really have a lot of, a lot of services, restaurants, a, a brewery, um, in town, yeah. big gymna- gymnastic center. So there's, there's a lot more here than I think people initially think when they just kind of drive through, yeah. um, the downtown, there's, there's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, no, for sure. I enjoy it. Um, so let's talk about. Like living in a community like DuPont, like we're talking about buying and selling homes in DuPont and the ins and outs of that and the nuances. What unique factors should um, like potential buyers or people looking at the area consider when they're looking for a home, especially those who are affiliated with like working at JBLM or um, working on base in some some way, shape or form? What are some things, unique factors that they should consider? Yeah, well, I think uh, one of the most important things to consider right now, or the first thing to consider, just looking at looking at the rates and and affordability uh, as it is right now, mm-hmm. um, is how long they in- plan to live in Dupont, how long they think they're going to be here, and how long they plan on holding the house. You know, mm-hmm. are they are they here for three years and they and they know they're out? Is it kind of up in the air? Are, is this a home that they want to have long term um, and either live in it long term or if they do move rent it out while they're gone? I think those are all really important things to consider when you're looking at DuPont, especially if you're okay. affiliated with JBLM, um, because 
the, the military and, and even government workers that, that work on military installation, installations um, are a little more mobile. And so that's something to really think about and, and questions yeah. to, to go over before you decide whether or not for sure you're going to buy. Yeah, and that's because it's some may see it. That, you know, I think one of that's a main feature, which is it's the proximity to the base, mm-hmm. and you know, like how does that impact the local real estate market, and what are the advantages that it offers to both buyers and sellers? Um, its proximity. Yeah, well, the proximity is obviously incredibly convenient for anybody that is uh, commuting uh, onto JBLM and off. Um, it means that in the local. Mo- real estate market, there is a little more turnover than there are mm-hmm. in other places because we do have a lot of people that come in and they're here for three years, four years, maybe five years. Um, so there's there's more turnover, there's more homes that are selling more, more often um, and uh, with greater frequency. It's also because of the, the population turnover that we have, it's also a great place to own a rental. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's uh, because of its proximity, it's very it's very desirable to people that are are moving into rent or buy. So it's it has some great benefits. Um, some uh, some of the I don't know I wouldn't call them negatives, but some things to consider when you're coming to the area if you're thinking about Dupont is that you can hear the firing range um, from town. You can hear Seventeenth uh, fires. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're uh, mortars. Um, you hear those from town. Um, <laughs> typically, we have we have a warning of when the uh, the mortars are going to be fired, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's you know you have a little additional sound um, from the from the military uh, installation. That makes sense. I mean, so sound sensitive folks should should be aware of those mm-hmm. things. I think that, but that's those are the things, though. I mean, like. Do you put that in listing remarks for a listing? You know, like, I mean, those are things you've got to talk about um, in terms of nuances. Um, can you highlight any specific trends or preferences you've observed among buyers in DuPont? Like, especially um, in relation to the military community, like, and do those trends affect the types of homes that are being sought in the and in the negotiation process? Like. Is it the trends that you're seeing, are they across the board, like in all areas? Is it the similar trends or is it just something that's unique to DuPont based on all the things that we've talked about in terms of the uniqueness of the area? So I think that I think that most of the trends we're seeing are, are fairly similar across all areas. They may be a little more pronounced here. Um, because we have people that are coming in that know they may only be here for three years or, or four years. Right. Um, but the biggest the biggest trend is that buyers are paying more for their loan. They their interest mm-hmm. rate is higher. Their mortgage payment is significantly higher than than probably the person that is selling the loan, uh, selling the house. So there is a real trend towards wanting properties that are more turnkey. That where mm-hmm. there is not going to be a big need for a big system replacement or or major repairs or renovations post closing um, and if there is a need found during the transaction buyers are really negotiating hard for those okay. to be taken care of as part of the sale and if they're not um they're more they're more likely to terminate here probably mm-hmm. than some of the other areas because they know not only is there is their monthly payment higher um which affects their their daily finances, but they're not going to hold the property 
yeah. as long as somebody else may. So they're, they're not going to have the time in the property to and in the market to build enough equity yeah. to yeah. make up for a huge expense up front. So um, sellers really need to be aware of that and, and be prepared to present a property that's in, in good condition and be prepared to negotiate a little bit more. Yeah, and and in ter- in your experience, what have been is what's the what would be the, like the percentage of folks using VA loans in that in that specific area, Dupont? Like, do most are most of your buyers using VA loans to get into these homes? Uh, most of them, yeah. I yeah. in my in my experience, most of my buyers in the area, and and the listings that I sell. Um, yeah, yeah. I would say we're probably 90, 95% are, are oh, buyers wow. using a VA loan because they're either um, they're either in the military or they're retired or they're they're uh, former service. So, so there's it's it's really really common here, and uh, so that's something that that needs to be known as well. Yeah, and quick plug: we did do a podcast on VA loans, I believe. I think it was last year. In the summer, it's around similar time. I, th- I don't remember. I'm not sure. We didn't. <laughs> Maybe we did something. We did a podcast on something. Anyway, check the last podcast. We did talk about buying and selling or something, VA loan-ish. We talked a little bit about them because I know you have a lot of experience with them. Um, so that that said, uh, let's see. DuPont. I want to get back to like buying and selling DuPont. For those looking to sell their home in DuPont, um, what strategies would you recommend to optimize like the so that they can get their listing you know sold seen and you know considering the demographic and all the things that are tied to the base but like because there's i i I keep bringing this up because there is a specific culture you know what i mean like you when you're there you just you feel it and it just is military culture because i grew up around base so my my grand my grandparents always went on base. I, I did my school shopping on base. I did, you know, all that stuff, and and so I want to bring that up. So like when you're selling a home, so some that's selling a home, what should they look for? Like what are you telling them when they're getting ready to sell their home? Like who is your target buyer? Who is all that stuff? Is there specific things that you do for that as well? Yeah, for sure. Um, so first of all, a lot of our buyers are shopping remotely um, when they are mm. looking at properties in Dupont. So it's incredibly important to come on the market with a strong presence to have uh, to do the work that so the house looks well to have the professional photography done, but also to do a do some videos um, and to do a clean floor plan so people can take the still photos, the video and the floor plan and really visualize the house and the layout and see the size of the rooms. it's, it's much easier to conceptualize how a house flows if you yeah. have all three of those things. Um, so having it, uh, getting it prepped so that, it, so that it looks nice, doing some, some neutral staging so that um, the photos and, and video look great and, and mm-hmm. it shows the house in its best condition. Um, and then if, along with neutral staging, uh, it's just depersonalizing. Um, I, I tell everybody whether they're whether they're military in DuPont or or not mm-hmm. that they should be removing plaques and photos and mm-hmm. things that have any kind of identifying information on them. We take very high resolution photos. Um, yeah. 
anybody can blow those up and and actually read what's on those and nobody needs to know um your name your rank your kids names your kids faces so um but especially when we're working with people in the in the military community and that's some of that information may be sensitive so uh, we take all of that down and and make sure that we're presenting a house that is neutral that buyers can imagine themselves in but also that where the seller's privacy is protected and um I also talk to my sellers about having the home inspected. Um, Mm. And sometimes that's, that makes people very nervous because they, they're like, well, then people aren't going to want to see the house because they're going to see everything that's wrong or I'm going to have to fix everything that's on Mm -hmm. it. Um, And so I I have to kind of talk them off that ledge of, no, you don't (laughs) have to disclose it, obviously. Um, And there may be stuff that, that, it is prudent to fix, um, but the the benefits of that are that the for one the seller gets ahead of anything. There mm-hmm. are it, it really decreases the risk of, of a surprise down the road when you're under contract and your buyer is more willing to terminate. Right. Um, it gives you the opportunity to get ahead of those things. Um, it also gives you the opportunity to hand buyers that have walked through the house and and are interested and would like to learn more that completed. That, that completed inspection report. And, and it really kind of gives buyers a lot of confidence. I mean, you're, it is clear you are not trying to hide anything um, yeah. or pull something past them. You, are, you have done everything you can to share everything that, uh, that you can with them. Um, and so then, you know, you're, if your buyer, which a lot of times buyers still want to do their own inspection and that's fine, um, but they're, they're not surprised by anything and they're feeling pretty confident and, and cozy, which is, really good for getting us all the way to the end of the yeah. uh, transaction. Um, but uh, yeah, overall, it's really just about presenting a property that's in good condition and that that looks beautiful, that will make people want to come take a look at it in person and want to send their agent to do video tours and, and all of that. Yeah, I, I th- you brought up one thing that I think is really important, which is taking like the seller being able to make some of those decisions versus being under contract and then like having something come up and then now you're surprised and now you have you know that your buyer can get out of contract if they want to as opposed to like control like i don't know i like being in control and making the decisions for myself as opposed to i don't know yeah well and when you're under contract and your buyer has found something on a home inspection and and you're surprised by it um your time is very limited you have you have Three business days, unless it has been shortened in the contract, but the mm-hmm. but the default time is three business days to respond, which limits your ability to get multiple estimates, to think about right. it, to really work through some options on that. Right. Um, but if you've done a home inspection and and you know what's going on and if something maybe needs to be addressed, you can get mm-hmm. those estimates ahead of time and have them ready. Yeah. Um, and I've had sellers do that and not do any work on the house, just have the home inspection, have have some people come out for second opinions and estimates lined up exactly what needed to be done, if anything, and then just waited and yeah. let the buyer do their home inspection and then let the buyer come and ask for things. And if the buyer did ask for some of those items, we knew exactly who we were going to hire, how much it was going to cost, yeah. and they could they either agreed to do it and had the contractor out, or they said, "Hey, here's the bid. How about we just kick some money off the top 
so that you right. can take care of it and you can oversee it and you can make sure it's done to your satisfaction. Yeah. It was just easier for everybody. Yeah, and it's yeah, it's just so much more powerful for your seller to be able to make those decisions and not under duress. Like I just I just feel like it just yeah. makes sense. Um, and you want to kind of know what what you're putting on the market. You know, like if I was wearing a pair of shoes or something and I was putting them out on the market, I kind of want to know what's wrong with the shoes so I can put it in the thing because I'd rather have I'd rather do that up front than have something blow back on the back end. You know, and so anyway, I just, I, I like that you said that about um, that process. Um, Tell, tell us, oh, let's, I'm going to veer off into more you as Jana Ross, the realtor. Like, what are you going to use the Margot Wheeler recipient grant for? This is totally out of, I'm pivoting right now. <laughs> totally, yeah. Um, so I am using the grant to attend the, the legislative meetings in Washington, D.C. in May of 2024. Um, so I'll be, I'll be meeting other realtors from around the around the nation and uh, attending those meetings with the National Association of Realtors. Cool, that's really fun. That'll be dope. Have you and you, I'm sure you've been to DC before, right? I have we actually used to live right out of DC. We lived in Silver Spring for a year and then we moved to Fort Belvoir, Belvoir in uh, Northern Virginia just on the other side of DC. Um, for a little over three years, um, Eric worked at the the Pentagon and then on Fort McNair at that time. So we spent we spent a lot of time in DC. We really yeah, like we really meant when I said you're a military spouse. Like you really are like a true <laughs> true military spouse. Um, so let's let me ask this: Dupont Friday night. It is a Friday. We're recording on a Friday. Pizza night. Where do you go? Um. Probably either Ferrellis or Brewskis. Ferrellis, mm -hmm. yeah. You know, I, I and this just might be me, but like there's a Ferrellis on Sixth Avenue in Tacoma, and then there's a Ferrellis in Point Ruston, and the Ferrellis in Point Ruston to me taste different, because mm -hmm. I used to go to the Ferrellis on Sixth Ave all the time. Like, and um, after our basketball games, when I was coaching, I it was brand new, and we'd just go there after the game, and we, yeah. so I've ate I've eaten a lot of Ferrellis pizza in my in my lifetime, right? <laughs> It just tasted different down in Point Ruston. So I'm wondering if the one in DuPont's the best one because Probably. it has to be, right? It has to be. Probably. It is pretty it, good. Um, and they've got some good they've got some good salads too that are like mm -hmm. not not veggie only that are just like those some of the loaded salads. Yeah. <laughs> veggie only salads as well. Those are great. Um so we'd go there. We'd go there for pizza probably or more likely we would order pizza and then eat it on our couch yep, yep, um, yep, yep. with a with a show on of some kind um we'd maybe maybe hit up fob for a growler or two uh nice. to take as well nice nice yeah. okay that's good so a friday night in dupont all right so back to buying buying a home so if i'm buying a home in dupont and i i just call you right now what's our first thing we're doing so first thing we're doing is we're just going to chat a little bit informally about your timeline, your wants, your needs, um, get a feel for personalities and, mm -hmm. and see, see if we're, if we get along well, and, uh, <laughs> it gives, it would give you the opportunity to just ask me questions about myself or about the market or, or about buying in general. Just, uh, I try to make the first conversation very very casual because it's yeah, yeah. there's a lot to 
really dig into, but I think it's important that you work with somebody that you're comfortable with, that you that you vibe with, um, because you're you're gonna spend a lot of time together. Um, and I'm gonna be sharing a lot of information and a lot of advice and a lot of resources. And we have to have a good rapport. Yeah, um, yeah. It is. It's it's difficult if in a situation where you don't have a good rapport because it feels like you're kind of banging your head against a wall trying to yeah. help somebody as best you can and and if they're they're not open to receiving that it can be really hard and it's not a good situation for the buyer at that point um yeah. so we would we'd have a, a very casual conversation initially if that went well um i would send over my buyer intake form which just is a, a pretty quick uh, google form that gives me the the information that I need to get a file set up and to know where you're at in the process and and where I can best help at that moment. Yeah. Um, and then as soon as that was that was completed, we would set up a time to sit down for a buyer consultation and and really dig into the the overview of the process. Um, I cover I cover my kind of my my standard availability. Yeah, um, yeah. Communication, how how and when people can expect to hear from me, what to do if there's something urgent and I'm not immediately available, who to call, um, mm. who they're going to be on the phone with or talking to if I am sick, or yeah. you know, so just kind of go go through the process and 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 set expectations so so they're never wondering what do I do now, um, yeah. and and then from there just start plowing through and getting and all set up and ready and, yep. and doing real estate things the things that yes. you do you guys making magic happen um all right so is there anything else like burning on your burning desires i mean maybe maybe i asked you about a seller if i'm a seller how do i what do i do what's what's the first thing i hit you up i say hey jan I'm, i think i'm ready to sell my house but i'm not sure of some things what's the first thing that you're going to tell me about selling in dupont well, we're going to talk about um, motivation and timeline, mm -hmm. and what your your priorities are for selling. Yeah. If you if you do choose to sell, um, we'll probably if if you're unsure of selling, it'll be what you know. What's your alternative? Are mm -hmm. are you? Would you stay in the house as your alternative and do some renovations? Are you definitely moving, so you would maybe rent it out? Um, if you if you are considering renting, do you know who your partner is? Do you have you picked a property manager? Um, it's funny. I have a I have a, a client that became a friend who likes to buy a house at, at every installation he goes to, and then he <laughs> he turns it he rents it out. Yeah. Um, but now that we're you know now that we've gotten to be really good friends, and I I managed his property back when I did property management. I, I worked with him for years. That's how we got to know each other with okay. managing his property here. Um, and now that we're friends, he'll call anytime he's going to a new place and say, okay, I'm going here. What do you think I should do? And we will get to work and I, I will, I will connect him with a, a, a realtor that I know in the area to help him mm -hmm. buy if he chooses to go that route. Um, and then after that, we'll turn our attention to property managers. Okay. And if he can find a, if we find a property manager that he's really happy with and he thinks we'll do a good job, he will buy. And if okay. we can't, he won't because he's like, I'm, you know, I'll be here for a couple of years where I can kind of keep my eyes on things, but then I'm leaving 
And I have to know that I can leave this investment in the hands of somebody that is actually going to take care of it so that it's not, you know, losing value or, or, or getting damaged or, um, so those are, those are some of the things we kind of talk over. If, if yeah. you're, if you're not going to sell, what is your alternative and, and, and how do you have that plan fully in place? And if not, you, you really need to check that out before, before you decide if you're going to keep a house, if you're not going to live it anymore. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, after we had that initial conversation, it's the same, same thing kind of, I have a, I have a seller intake form that uh, in Google that gives me the the basic information that I need to really get started and know where somebody's at. Um, And then we, we sit down for a meeting and, and go through the outline, go over the the process and see where it goes from there. Um, And Hmm. usually by the end of that meeting, yeah, I I usually in that meeting with, I'm going to check back in a couple days. Yeah. And, and, if you would like to work with me, if this feels like like the right fit or the direction you want to go, at that point, we're going to go through disclosures and we're going to sign our agreement to work together for buyer and seller. Yeah. Um, and and then we're going to really get into all the prep. Yeah. And and we have a new buyer agency requirement on January Let's, one coming up in twenty twenty four. Yeah, it's that's fantastic. Be, yeah. yeah. It's great. It's, uh, it's, I've, I've been, I've, every buyer that I have worked with has signed an agreement for years, um, yeah. since maybe 20, 2018. Um, mm-hmm. I've had, I've had every buyer, um, wow. and, and talked them through that process. That's um, an air high, that's an air yeah. high five right there. <laughs> <laughs> but it's something that, uh, that hasn't been common that not everybody does, but now it is a, it is a new requirement. Every agent or every, that works with a buyer, um, has to sign a, a buyer's agency agreement with that buyer. Mm-hmm. And in doing so has to discuss how they get paid, when they yeah. get paid, how much they get paid. The buyer has so much more transparency control. Yeah. It's, it's so much better for consumers and it's, it's going to completely eradicate that inaccurate claim that, that unfortunately I still run across every now and again, where, where agents will say my services are free to buyers. Um, yeah, yeah. and that's not, that's not really, that's not accurate. And, and uh, a buyer, a consumer should know the person, uh, how much is the person is making and how they're getting paid and when they're getting paid and, and should have the ability to negotiate for that if, if that's uh, something that uh, they would like to do. Agreed. Um, so it's going to be good. It's, it's, a really, it's a really good uh, law that Washington has put into effect. It's going to be a little painful for people that aren't used to, to doing it, mm-hmm. um, but it's going to be it's going to be fantastic for consumers and for buyers. And, um, and then that combined with the fact that, uh, buyer brokerage fees that are included in the purchase price of the house are published in Washington. Yeah. So that buyers can, buyers and sellers can see yeah. what's going on. It's, it's just fantastic. I think it's great. Transparency is good. Um, you know, like we operated up to this point with a lack of transparency and which is why we've done all the, you know, we have the historic policies that we've had and all of that. Like, so I'm all for all of this transparency and 
the whole idea that um, you know you're gonna work for free is kind of a tough you know there are some folks that really understand and it's been really cool I've gotten some emails that have been like hey we want to do this we didn't buy a house to your agent but we wanted to do something for him I was like man thank once for first thank you for writing Two, this is awesome like because you value the the person's time or our agent's time and I, I really appreciate people who understand that part of it and here's the funny part about it and I was I always think about value a lot of times and what we put value into and what we what we're willing to pay for what we're not willing to pay for what we put, give value to and not and for someone looking for a house for you um, that you know, is a you're purchasing something or looking at things that are literally like hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Or think of a cell phone, and I think I don't know if I was saying this to you or somebody else, but think of a cell phone like something that we use literally every single day in our industry, especially. Um, but we expect to get those for free or something, or you know, we want we don't want to pay a thousand dollars. That's a lot. I'm like, yeah, but you you flip and open that thing. How many times do you open that thing on a daily basis? And all the things that it does, it takes pictures, it takes videos, it does this, it does this. A thousand dollars actually is a deal, honestly, in my opinion, for how I use my personal device. It's a deal. Um, but like when you look at the buyer agency agreement, what I'm getting to, this is a roundabout way of getting to like agents valuing their time buyers and buyers valuing agents time sellers valuing the agents time and understanding that that commission or whatever not many of us um work a lot to not know if we're going to get a check or not a majority yeah. of america doesn't work like that they're like no nah, I, I what's my salary what am i getting paid and what you know what i mean yeah and so i don't know and but we'll go and spend money with whatever name brand that has zero attachment you don't know them you can't look them in the eye it depreciates the minute you buy it um all of the things right and we will gladly spend our money in that fashion i'm no different <laughs> i'm saying this because i understand as a consumer and i try to make sure that i value people for their time and energy so anyway that's why i like it's a it's a lot of time and a lot of uh, a lot of dedication to all geared towards protecting somebody else and yeah, yeah. helping them have everything that they need to make really well-informed decisions that are that are going to be in their best interest so yeah it's it's a it's a lot <laughs> it is a lot like did you hear me fall off that fall i accidentally fell in off the soapbox that i was just on so i apologize for that <laughs> um yeah, all right are you ready for the next segment um, called Hot Take uh, before we get out of here? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. We'll find out. Okay. We'll see. So either or questions. You've done this before, but we're going to check and see what, what, what we got here. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Mmm. Coffee. Do you drink tea at all? I do. I actually have, I actually have some tea right oh. now. <laughs> Yay. Hating on the tea that's sitting right there. It's mad at you. Um, all right. Beaches or lakes or a relaxing day? Like, how would you... Or, oh, no, I'm sorry. Beaches or lakes for a relaxing day? Which would you rather do, beach or a lake? Lake. Why a lake instead of a beach? Beaches tend to be crowded. Oh. I'm going to relax. There's going to be less people. <laughs> this is true. This is true. This is true. Here's one. Dogs or cats? 
Oh, uh, dogs. Don't dogs? Cats. Yeah. <laughs> I know your cats. Uh, your, your dog's names are the most interesting names of dogs that I know of. And so when you say them, I, I just know. It's just interesting. They're like their own humans because they're names. Um, and I'll let people I'll let people go follow you so that they can know what oh, their names okay. are. We won't tell them. We won't show them everything. We gotta go follow you. All right. Um, are you a morning bird or a night owl? Morning bird. Mm, okay. Night owl. I'm a night owl and a morning bird. Is how's that work? Is that, that thing? <laughs> so you just don't sleep? Yeah, pretty yes. much. I mean, see all these wrinkles and bags and stuff. Oh, yeah, that's that's no. called being both. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, and I think I know the answer to this one, but this is the last one. Netflix or a movie theater? Netflix. Really? You don't like going to the movie theater? I. So the I, I go to the movies sometimes and I, I don't dislike it, um, but I, I really like to be comfortable. So if I'm going to go to the movie theater, I want to go to the ones with the reclining seat. Yeah, um, same. And I want to bring a blanket and then I'm probably going to fall asleep. Oh, I fall asleep three times every movie. So it's it feels like a little bit of a waste of money when I could just fall asleep <laughs> at no. my house. Movie theaters <laughs> is a great it's a great it's i call it an it's it's an expensive nap it's, it's not a, really I mean, it is a nap. it's it's kind of like a spa like you know how you go to a spa except you're going for two hours not one hour you know and you get popcorn and you mm -hmm. get a reclining seat you get some entertainment you can nap yeah. you know you get it, it, yeah but expecting me to expecting me to stay awake when you turn the lights out put me in a recliner I'm I'm knocked out. I don't care what's going on. I'm knocked out. I'm asleep. Yep. Um, Same. Here's a question, and and this is before we get out. So if it's Friday night, I live in Dupont, and I want to go see a movie. Where do I go? Oh, so you have a couple of options. I mean, nothing right in Dupont, um, but the the one that we usually go to is the Lakewood Town Center. Oh yeah. They've got, like the, they've got the big reclining seats. Um, Although sometimes I have, when my girlfriends and I go out, um, like when we went to see, when we went to see Barbie, um, we will go out to Yelm because they've got oh. a, a big theater with reclining seats um, that's newer and there's a bar attached to it. Ooh, so. people don't sleep on Yelm. I yeah. need to go out there apparently and check it out. It's a it's a pretty nice one. So so we'll out there, um, and then occasionally we'll drive out to to Shelton and do the um, the drive up, the drive in. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Drive it's still got a big drive in out there, so we'll go do that a couple times a year. I need to do a drive in movie at some point. I miss those. Well, it's been great, Jana. Thank you for coming on and talking to, about Dupont with us. Like I think that. Um, DuPont's a great area. It should get some the recognition it deserves, and you are the DuPont person on the planet. So, how do people get in contact with with you if they want to learn more about DuPont? So they can always call uh, or text 253-283-7568. They can email me at janaross at windermere.com. They can find me on Facebook, Instagram. Um, the handle is Jana Ross Realtor, all one word um google like i'm everywhere so yeah all right well thank you for thank you for coming on we appreciate you season nine is underway ladies and gentlemen we're really really excited we got more stuff to come 
And with that, I'm out of here. We'll see y'all next week. Peace.